The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Down for the count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialana. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, ESPN San Antonio proudly brings to you the best show in the world. That is right. This is Down for the Count. I'm your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, that beautiful human being, the best looking man in radio, Mr. Dan Cialana is in the building dan silana how are you doing brother i'm in a building i'm very glad to be here at the place sponsor name here mobile studios thank you fair enough from from parts unknown if you will dan absolutely best place to be fair enough especially during all of this uh now with that being said Dan, we have a lot to get into halloween havoc what a night of fights and frights oh you like that dan Come on now. Give me have that. you been working on that all day? I feel like I might have, but Halloween Fights Havoc. and frights. Halloween Havoc was incredible. AEW, another incredible show. Uh, we just got done with Hell in a Cell. Where do we start, Dan? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, before anything else, I just want to make sure we, we mention this, uh, the passing of Tracy Smothers. Uh, the wrestling community is definitely mourning uh, his loss, someone very important to uh, – the community so i definitely want to to throw that in before we forget uh when it comes to hell in a cell uh that was a show i enjoyed and you know me i, I kind of think hell in a cell should only be on special occasions but i actually enjoyed it even though even though i literally legit almost cried got teary-eyed when drew mcintyre lost the wwe championship to randy orton i think because i mean kind of a well i mean not like a friend of the show we had him on once but I kind of had this personal connection. I kind of felt he and I kind of kind of bonded. And now he's gone. Well, he's not gone. He's not dead. But he lost he's the championship. Come on, he man. might as well be dead because he's he's fighting the Miz the next day on Monday Night Raw. So it's yeah. just it's just man. Tough loss. And I think this was one of the few times, Dan, that we can truly say we didn't see it coming, right? This is not what we saw coming. This is not what we saw happening. It didn't really make sense to make Randy Orton a champion. However, big congratulations to him. The best to ever do it. 14-time champion Randy Orton. Uh, I watched this outside with family. Um, my my parents laid down some concrete recently, so we got a projector, was able to watch it outside in this beautiful weather. It was awesome. Uh, I will say Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, was perfect storytelling. I've been crapping all over the storyline, and I really enjoyed that match. Uh, pretty thoroughly, but I thought Sasha Banks and Bailey was the match of the night. Dan, what do you think? I'm actually going to disagree with you. I, I love the uh, Sasha and Bailey match. I was very happy to have uh, Sasha Banks win uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship, but I really did enjoy, in terms of storyline, the Uso versus Roman Reigns match. And like you, I was really not really warming up to the uh, to this. Uh, rivalry at first i kind of thought it was a throwaway match they had it a couple pay-per-views ago and i thought okay what's the point of this but i really love the storytelling the whole family thing the tension the uh, you know the whole thing with roman reigns saying i'm the the tribal chief of the family but here's what that match missed brandon and you're going to be surprised to hear this from me you'll call me a hypocrite or whatever but i think this match from hell in a cell between uh roman reigns 
And Uso, I think he needed some blood. He needed blood because remember at the end where Uso and Far- I always get to mix up. Was that Jay Uso or Jimmy Uso? It was Jay Uso, right? Whatever it was, one of whatever the Uso. Okay, I think it was Uso's Jay. on the. I think it was Uso's Jay. on the floor. He's on the mat and he's like, "Oh my god!" And and Roman's beating him up, and it's like, "No, we he can't take anymore." I think Uso should have been a bloody mess. I think he should have been bleeding everywhere. It should have been hard to watch. It should have been just like cringy to watch. If you're watching while you're eating dinner, you throw up because you can't watch it, and you're seeing Roman Reigns beat the crap out of someone. I think that's the only thing I was missing. Again, like I don't really like blood. But if it's used sparingly and it's used correctly, I think it's it actually adds to the match. And I think this would have been a good time to have blood on pay-per-view, especially Hell in a Cell. And I think WWE missed out. Wow, that's, I mean, very surprising from Dan Cialana. You mostly are not a fan of blood. You're not a fan of the hard-hitting stuff. Normally, I am that guy. I do agree with you. I wish there was blood, period. I wanted to see Drew McIntyre take a Mick Foley spot from the top of the Hell in a Cell. I wanted to see Sasha Banks break Bailey's arm, do something crazy. I want to see all of it. However, what we got was very well done. And I think when you look at it, um, I agree with you. I think Jimmy, whoever, whatever Uso ran in, he was teary-eyed. He was crying. Roman started to do his fake cry. I thought it all played out very, very well. I was thoroughly surprised. Hell in a Cell in general, where are you grading it from 1 to 10, though, on pay-per-views that we've seen this year? I'll give it a solid eight. Okay. That's a I B, like that. right? Yeah, I like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, if we're, we're if we're talking, you know, grade school, yeah, you're looking at a B, B minus if you're looking at an eight. Um, I'm I'm gonna say it was a seven point five. I think it was it was very good. It was great. I think we saw some surprises. I think you could push it to an eight because Sasha becomes champ. Randy Orton becomes champ. Those are huge surprises, especially Randy well, Orton. Well, it could be eight, depending on how you measure. Yeah, exactly. It depends on what, what view you're getting of it all. You know what I mean? Um, however, uh, I do believe uh, it was a great pay-per-view. And then, you know, I know later on we're going to get into Halloween Havoc. We're going to get into AEW. But overall, the product that WWE presented to us was pretty well done. Uh, I'm happy about it. I liked it. I thought it was – did, did, did the whole red hell in the cell – play in your favor i mean last year we saw red lighting which i think me and you both hated but the red hell in the cell did it make it more dramatic for you i know that was kind of a big deal this year yeah maybe they got to do the red uh hell in a cell color because uh, they're not gonna have any blood so actually i think you were there at hell in a cell in san antonio i think it was maybe 2017 2018 i think it was the first year that they actually had the red cell so it's something that's just gonna happen all the time now i guess yeah. it's fine i got used to it so okay as long as they don't do that red lighting like last time that, that was red bad. lighting was awful um I, I i don't know why they chose to do that um i am glad they like to ruin everything wwe we're, likes to ruin everything and Not i'm glad everything. we stopped doing that no most everything. things you're right. most things yeah you're right uh but when we talk about it dan um you know wwe has been great currently has been great in the past obviously looking very very promising in the future and i know Hopefully today we're going to be talking to a legend himself. Isn't that right? Correct, Dan Sangalana? Yes, uh, legend, absolutely. Teddy Long, player. Player. He is a Hall of Famer, WWE. In fact, he's now the general manager for SWE Fury. And speaking of SWE Fury, we will be giving away tickets later. Not now, later. Not now, later to uh, their November 7th show here in San Antonio. So keep listening for that. Don't call now. Every, see, that's the thing with the radio. When you say we're going to give away something later, people start calling right now. Yes. Now is not later. Later is later. 
Keep listening. Later is later, and now is now. And right now, let's talk about something very close to our hearts and it's going to be close to your TV screens coming soon. Netflix has announced a multi-part documentary on Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> how excited are you, Dan? And how are you going to be? Is there any surprises that we're going to find out? Or do you feel like we know more than the average person? Um, and do you think... This Netflix doc is really going to be a tell-all. What are we? What are we expecting with this? First of all, I, I hope we don't find out much more about Vince McMahon than we already know, because I already feel like I know a little bit too much about Vince McMahon. I can never look at grapefruits again the same way after Vince McMahon described himself uh, about having grapefruits. So I don't know this. I'll probably watch this documentary. I'll borrow someone's Facebook password. Sorry, uh, Netflix password password to watch this it's gonna be fun i'm sure it'll be interesting to see the whole steroids trial and to see like how much of that you know mcmahon is honest about good times yeah i think the steroid trial is going to be interesting um i want to see the bret hart stuff the whole bret screw bret bret hart Um, I want to see the stuff with Shawn Michaels, with The Undertaker. I want to see how he dealt with The Rock stuff. Is this basically what I'm assuming? Because I know it said it's going to be like a multi-part thing. Is this going to be the last dance Michael Jordan doc for wrestling? Is that what we're expecting? I don't know if it will have the caliber and the kind of the uh, prominence of uh, the last dance. But maybe McMahon is doing something like this now. He's He's, you know. He's getting a little old, getting a little old, and maybe he, he's finally want to look back at his life, tell some stories he's never told anyone else before. Uh, so yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be good. And one of the highest budgeted documentaries is what we're hearing. Uh, but with that, also positive news for I know you mentioned Drew McIntyre, friend of the show, a real friend of the show, Thunder Rosa. We're hearing rumors, big push, hopefully to AEW, WWE. We're here, obviously, as friends, first and foremost, right, Dan Cialana? But we're also sports journalists, right? And those are in quotes. Those are very loosely worded uh, frames right there. But when we talk about it, Dan, what's, what, what is more of a possibility, AEW or WWE for a friend of the show, Thunder Rosa? All right. First of all, let me, let me reframe. Let me go back. So Thunder Rosa, unfortunately, lost her NWA Women's Championship Tuesday night to Serena Deeb. Uh, good for Serena Deeb, but uh, yeah, Thunder Rosa lost that championship. I have actually held that championship. If you actually go to my Twitter at you smell for the counts, I've smelled you? that championship. James Pledger, we we both has sniffed that championship, and uh, it's gone now. Well, Serena Deeb has it now. Bunch of weirdos. And, hey, anyway. so Serena Deeb actually took that championship that she won in uh, Southern California on Tuesday night and went to AEW the next day in Florida with Thunder Rosa's face still on the championship belt because they haven't had a chance to change it. Uh, Good on her. But whenever she lost, when Thunder Rosa lost the championship, all these rumors went around the internet about where is Thunder Rosa going? And there's one guy who's sort of at fault for these rumors, a guy named Dave Meltzer. Now, I know we got to go to break real quick here, and we can uh, get in this on the other side, but there is an acronym on the wrestling internet's about Dave Meltzer that says FDM and a polite radio friendly way to say that is forget Dave Meltzer because uh, sometimes he gets things wrong and maybe we'll talk about that on the other side here but I have some definite thoughts about the rumors about Thunder Rosa and I think I know what she's going to be doing next 
All righty. Sounds good. Well, we are going to be coming back right after this. So we're going to be talking more fights and frights on our Halloween special episode. So keep it locked to ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, 1250 AM and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. Viva la raza. It is down for the counts. Your ESPN San Antonio Wrestling Show. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialani here with my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. James Pledger back at ESPN Studios in the gorilla position. And uh, there's a position we need to figure out where Thunder Rosa is. Maybe I could have phrased that better. Yes, but there's please. all these internet rumors about where Thunder Rosa is going. And like I said before the break, uh, these rumors were started by a guy named Dave Meltzer. And here's what happened on Tuesday night. So Serena Deeb, Serena Deeb, excuse me, won the NWA Women's Championship. And so Dave Meltzer tweets, uh, Serena Deeb won the NWA Women's title from Thunder Rosa tonight. We did hear about this likely happening and that both WWE and AEW had interest in her. That was Dave Meltzer. Now, Brandon, before I get into the veracity of these rumors, what's your general opinion about Dave Meltzer and internet journalists in terms of wrestling dave Meltzer has been around for years decades years decades uh i mean absolutely a a pivotal part of wrestling journalism for better or for worst i follow dave Meltzer. i am not a fan of dave Meltzer, but i am a follower i definitely like to hear his opinions on things specifically not just wwe but he also has a lot of certain views on ufc as well um and he's been doing that for a long time so anything combat sports sports entertainment dave Meltzer handles uh i truly do not dislike the guy um i know a lot of people have very strong feelings for him maybe i just don't take wrestling as serious i don't know maybe but i just firmly believe uh, the guy has been a pivotal part in boosting careers and helping careers. He helps PWI with their rankings. You know, we, we, we look at the star rating of matches and that all comes from Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer is the guy that rates matches. That's why the Omega uh, Okada matches considered one of the best. That's why Chris Jericho's matches are considered the best. I mean, Dave Meltzer, whether you like him, whether you don't, he's almost like the Stephen A. Smith of, of wrestling journalism he's 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 the guy he's the voice of wrestling journalism and regardless of our feelings towards him um there's not many that do it better than dave Meltzer. okay but here's the thing it's like anybody though can say hey a lot of interest in thunder rosa at aw and wwe and you don't have to like you don't have to back it up you don't no, have to right. give your sources yeah. and I think Dave Meltzer, and I don't have anything personally against Dave Meltzer, but I think Dave Meltzer and a lot of these internet journalists, it's kind of like psychics. They get praise when they get it correctly, but then when they get it wrong, they kind of just want to move on. So uh, he started that rumor. So everybody's like, oh, what's Thunder Rosa going to be doing? I, oh, she's going to go to WWE. She's going to be going to AW full time. Uh, here's the thing. I don't imagine any scenario where thunder rosa would go to wwe full-time i mean i don't know her too well we've had her on the show several times she's a friend of the show but just in my limited interactions with her i don't see thunder rosa as somebody who is going to go into the wwe system and into the machine and say hey you can take my identity do whatever you want with me 
And uh, by the way, here's my Twitter password in case I tweet something you don't like. You can delete it. I don't see her doing that. And when it, and to kind of put a bow on it, uh, Billy Corgan. Yes, same Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. He's the head of NWA. He confirmed today on Instagram that Thunder Rosa is signed to NWA through, through 2021. So that means she's not going to WWE, but that, maybe she'll be able to go do AEW more full-time. You know, they, they have a good relationship, do indie shows. So those are the rumors for Thunder Rosa. Definitely not going to WWE. Okay, fair enough. But let's talk about that WWE uh, pipeline of superstars. And we saw them at the forefront yesterday with uh, Halloween Havoc. Dan, were you able to watch this live? Were you able to watch this after? Were you able to watch this at all? Halloween Havoc NXT. I did. I enjoyed it. I knew it was going to be cheesy. I was looking forward to some cheesy fun, and, and it did not disappoint in terms of looking for some cheesy wrestling fun. I enjoyed Halloween Havoc. It was an absolute blast. Halloween Havoc was so much fun. It 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 had every great pop of a match, the the athleticism that we look forward to. I mean, Halloween Havoc had some of the craziest moments we've seen this year. Um, there was, you know, great production value in that Cameron Grimes match. I love that one. Uh, and then also in the women's match, Eos Rai and Kenneth Lorray. Oh my God, what an incredible, incredible battle. Halloween Havoc, that might have been one of, if not my favorite event I've seen in the past four to five months, honestly. I think so. And it gets kind of controversial, of course, because they did one of these matches that people call the cinematic matches. So Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. It was a haunted house of terror match. And according to WWE, according to the official WWE results, Dexter Loomis did not, did not defeat Cameron Grimes. Dexter Loomis tormented Cameron Grimes. What did you think of this match? Did you like the whole haunted house thing? Or was it kind of corny? Or Yo, tell me, tell me that you did not get a little, a little scared at times. There was great pop-outs. The I loved the whole shower scene where it looks like there's a female in the shower. Cameron I Grimes bet you is did. like Cameron Grimes is like did you oh, pause okay. it? Okay, Cameron Grimes is like, I'm gonna jump in the shower real quick. Ends up being zombies. I love the whole zombies there. Uh, very flexible zombies. So that was interesting. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was well done. Um, I think Cameron Grimes is a, is a, is a superstar in the making. I don't I don't I'm not saying he has the same wrestling ability but he definitely has the same comedic appeal as a prime like Kurt Angle back in the day when he was very funny. So I think Cameron Grimes is going to be uh, a very good mid-card guy for plenty of years, almost like The Miz. I really I really enjoy watching Cameron Grimes. Yeah, he, he kind of does that sort of – Cameron Grimes sort of does that kind of funny heel kind of thing where it's like he's kind of heelish, kind of arrogant, but kind of in a funny way. So you can't really hate him. Kind of like the old honky tonk man kind of heat where it's like, okay, well, it's That's like, a perfect he's one. entertaining, yeah. he's fun, and he's not he's not super evil, just kind of annoying, but then, you know, still kind of heelish in that way. So yeah. I enjoyed it. I love Dexter it. Loomis. I'm glad they changed Dexter Loomis's uh, music because it used to sound kind of like a ripoff of Stranger Things on Netflix. So they kind of, maybe they got sued, I don't know. So they kind of just switched Cease that up. And assist. Exactly, uh, hey. But I, 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 I think where I want to go with this is what did you think about Gargano, Damian priest, the ending of it? Obviously we see a guy dressed in the ghost face scream outfit, come out, hits Damian priest. Now there's interest online from the, the Dave Meltzer lovers and Dave Meltzer himself that Damian priest might be getting pushed up 
pretty early to the main roster. Do you think that's a smart decision? And what did you think about the ending of Halloween Havoc? Well, first of all, about that guy in the screen mask, did you did you have any just a thought just for even a second that the guy would take off his hood and it'd be Vince McMahon? It was, was me I was all along. It was me, Austin. <laughs> yeah. But in uh, terms of Damian Priest going to the main roster, man, this is kind of like my my constant thing here. I don't really I'm not really happy for people when they go to the main roster. I'm always kind of like eh, cautiously optimistic. Because sometimes they do bad things with you on the main roster. Sometimes. A lot of people. Many times. Most times. Almost every time. So I, I every time, I, I'm, never, I'm never really happy about someone jumping from NXT to the main roster. And these days, maybe they're not even happy either. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I understand and I agree. I think Damian Priest, I see, I've seen him when he was at Ring of Honor um, as, what was his name? Punishment Martinez. That was his name. Damian Priest is, I, I'm saying this, and again, for those who are like, who the hell is Damian Priest? What the hell is on my radio? Is this wrestling talk? It is. This is down for the count. And Damian Priest himself, I don't know. I mean, you remember, Dan. I'm not calling you old, but you do remember prime athletic undertaker. Damian Priest is very much similar. Damian Priest, in real life, I've met the guy before at Ring of Honor shows, Damian Priest walks around at like six, five, six, seven. Like the dude is huge and he is athletic as hell. I firmly believe him, Keith Lee, those guys are primed to, to, to do great things on the main roster, but I just don't believe Damian Priest has enough character build for us to, to buy into him. It's almost like it's a better version of like Mike Knox. Remember Mike Knox in ECW and he was like a, a vampire guy and stuff and that ECW revamped back in like 2008. Um, Damian Priest just really has a, a cool character for right now, but we've already seen great vampire-esque, demonic-esque characters. We've seen Gangrel and the Brew. That's the tippy top of the line, right? That's that's where we hold those type of characters um, and I mean, Gangrel was awesome, but let's be honest, is Gangrel going to be a hall of famer? I mean, maybe, but Damian priest is, is going to be put into the same position. And unfortunately this is not the attitude era crowd that is going to welcome him with open arms for, a a, a vampire esque character. Yeah. I think the biggest difficulty with Damian priest is that, like you said, he is very athletic. He's got a good look great in the ring, but I don't know what motivates him. I, if you ask me, hey, why does Damian Priest in character do the things he does? I couldn't tell you. Like, I don't know his his backstory in terms of like what makes him tick, and and that's a very important part of wrestling. We got to know like why do they do the things they do? What is their backstory? What's in their heart? And I don't think NXT has developed that as of yet with Damian Priest. Now, with that, obviously, I know Dan. Uh, we. We, we tend to look over at NXT for AEW, and I want to spend some more time there a little bit with Shotzi Blackheart. I don't know anything about this, this, this female. I don't know anything about her wrestling career. This is kind of my first introduction. She seems like a star in the making character wise. She put, she goes all out. I mean, it is, it is a very much a character like it. I mean, it, it's awesome to see. She has the green hair. She's howling and yelling Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart need to have a match as soon as possible, or at least a tag team or something. But what are your thoughts on Shotzi Blackheart, who was the host of Halloween Havoc? 
I thought it looked like Shotzi Blackheart was having a ball, kind of enjoying that whole Halloween goth stuff. I hope they make her a little more serious. I don't like seeing Shotzi Blackheart driving around in a little kid's little tank. I think that's silly as hell. So I hope they get kind of give her a little bit of an edge. Now, if you look up Shotzi Blackheart on Google, Google Images, you'll notice that before she joined the whole WWE NXT system, she her character was a little bit more mature, as you say. And WWE kind of cleaned her up. Well, I don't say cleaned her up, but they made her more family friendly for a general audience. So maybe this will be kind of a, a situation where Shotzi will get a little bit more edgy, you know, get rid of the, all the, the, uh, the army toys and everything and the, and the, the hat, you know, the army hat and everything and kind of be more serious kind of a goth character. I enjoyed it. I thought she looked cool last night. I thought she looked like she was having a ball. It looked like Shotzi Blackheart was really in her element. So I hope they start doing more with her in terms of kind of like being scary and doing the horror stuff. Yeah. Now, uh, the reason I asked is because we saw her involved in that women's title match, which was the main event. Candice LeRae took a interesting, a crazy spot off the ladder onto a ladder. Is this spot the craziest we've ever seen in a female comp competitive match on WWE television? I'll tell you what, that ladder spot looked like it hurt. And listen, there's no... Yes, matches are predetermined. Wrestling is entertainment. We get that. We're not 12 years old. But there's no soft way to land on a hard ladder there's just it just just doesn't exist so man that was a tough looking spot uh but my hat's off to both those ladies Io Shirai Candice LeRae they put on a great match and uh I loved it I thought it was a great way to end a pretty good uh Halloween Havoc NXT yeah and the Ghostface scream was still there in that match I want to know if we're going to find out who this person was and why he was there I hope you'll still be here after the break, though, Brandon, because we will be talking to WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long on ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. On your knees, dog. It is down for the count, your ESPN San Antonio wrestling show. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana here with my tag team partner, Brandon, Big Poppy Medina. James Pledger running the gorilla position back at ESPN San Antonio. And right now, Brandon, how exciting is this? Super. This is crazy. We're going to talk to you right now, a WWE Hall of Famer and the current general manager of SWE Fury, Teddy Long. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, guys, man. How you guys doing? Doing good. Glad to talk to you. So tell us about this event we got come, going on here in San Antonio, November 7th, SWE Fury. What do you got for us? Hey, man, we got a great outstanding uh, big wrestling card. Got a lot, all the uh, SWE superstars coming to San Antonio. And, you know, we're going to be, uh, you know, putting this event on right there at the Limit Sports Academy. That's where it's all going to be happening. But we, uh, before I tell you about, you know, what the, what the big wrestling card is going to be, I wanted to let everybody know, you know, we're also offering something else. You know, there may be some uh, guys and girls there in San Antonio that may want to, you know, pursue the life of a professional wrestler. You know, they may want to get involved in professional wrestling. So what we're offering, uh, you know, that Saturday morning right there at the Limited Sports Academy, early that morning before the event, we're going to have a, a uh, academy right there that we're going to be giving where people can come in and they can sign up, you know, and you can see if you want to join up and learn how to become a professional wrestler 
or a referee, diva, uh, announcer, you know, whatever you want to do, you know, we're able to provide that for you and we can able to get you trained. So I just wanted to let everybody know about that Saturday morning pro wrestling camp. And that's going to be happening real early that morning. So if you want to become a wrestler, referee, or whatever you want to do in this business, we can train you. And that, that's going to be, you know, happening basically at all of our events that we're going to be having. Now, let's talk about this big wrestling card that's coming right there November 7th on Saturday. You know, we're talking about we're going to have, you know, big superstars like Brett McKenzie. And if everybody's been watching our TV shows, you can know that Brett McKenzie is certainly having his problems with our uh, SWE champion, Tim Storm. But uh, maybe, you know, that feud will end or maybe we can settle that. But there's also been a newcomer that's came into SWE and his name is Jax. And uh, he seems to be having a problem with Tim Storm. So we got a lot going on there. Also, we're going to be uh, having a former WWE Tag Team Champion, Charlie Hart. Charlie Hart is going to be one of our special guests. He's going to be at the show. And Niles Punk, our TV champion, he will certainly be there in action. And also Miranda Gordy. Miranda Gordy is the daughter of uh, the legend uh, Terry Gordy of the famous Freebirds team. She is the w, I mean the SWE Women's Champion. She's going to be in action, and she will be defending her title. Also, y'all got Moonshine Mantel will be in the building. So we got a host of stars that are going to be there Saturday night in San Antonio, Texas. And we're going to be doing a big meet and greet. Uh, Kevin Sullivan, I'm pretty sure a lot of people remember him from back in the day. He's going to be a special guest at the big meet and greet just before the matches start. So we got a lot going on, players, and we just asking everybody to come out. You know, we on, we know we're looking for your support, and we got a hell of a show for you. Now, Teddy Long, this is Dan, and I got a question. I want to ask you about a rumor here. And remember that we're on radio here, we're on live radio, so <laughs> be careful. But can you please confirm the rumor of how you got your nickname, Teddy Long? <laughs> I don't know. I, I never heard of that rumor. That's my name, Teddy Long. That's not my <laughs> nickname. So I don't know. I don't. I, that rumor there, you need to tell me how you got that rumor. Because I, I heard that it was it was not your given name, but it was a name that maybe a acquaintance of yours, a female uh, companion of yours, gave to you. Is that not true? Well, that well, you know that type, that might have been. That was probably my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah, she did give me that name back in the day. That's why we've been together over thirty some years. You know, and see, thirty some years mean Teddy Long, and the other thing is long time. <laughs> oh, that's a man. secret. Goodness, yo, Teddy, this is Brandon. Let me let let me holler at you, player. Right? That's what we're talking about. We're talking to the legend here, and I grew up idolizing you me and my friends were just so just enthralled with everything and at the number one question i always get whenever i talk to buddies and we watch old episodes of smackdown or whatever is why did everybody have to go one-on-one -on -one with the undertaker well that was kind of your punishment if you didn't do what i want you know it's like in school you know i'm the principal so if you give me a problem then i'm gonna give you a lashing and that lashing was the undertaker now, Teddy Long, one of my favorite uh, memories of you and The Undertaker, for some reason, he got mad at you and decided to kidnap you, and he puts you in the back of a limousine. So uh, what was it like filming those kind of crazy Undertaker scenes? How do you keep a straight face, and what was it like working with The Undertaker during those crazy times? Well, uh, you know, me and The Undertaker, we go way back. You know, uh, I managed him back in WCW before he ever became The Undertaker. It was me, Mark Callis. 
So me and Mark, we, you know, we, we got a lot of history there. And so when I came, you know, came into the WWE, he left WCW first before I did, and he went on up to WWE. And so when I came in, you know what I mean? I came in first, you know, being a referee. I started out that, then Vince that McMahon figured out, you know, what I could do, you know, for his talking. And then that's when I moved into being a manager, and then from that into general manager. But going back to answer your question, uh, you know, just – to, to reunite, you know, with, with Taker was absolutely fantastic. And he's a nice guy, nice guy to work with. I mean, one of the greatest, nicest guys in this business. And so to do stuff with him and basically that stuff that me and The Undertaker did, Vince McMahon wrote all of that. And so, you know, you know, that's a lot of pressure, man. You can't be messing around. You got, you know, when the boss writes something, you got to get that done. So, uh, you know, I just enjoyed it, man. You know, I just had a great time and just was so happy just to be in the position that I was in, you know, working with The Undertaker and me and The Undertaker at CM Punk, which was a big part of that, too. You know, we, you know, you know, doing what the what the big boss man wants. So, you know, it was just an honor for me. And, man, I was just happy to be there. Now, Teddy, obviously you've had an illustrious career, Hall of Famer, of course. When you look back at it, you are absolutely the the number one face when you think about GMs. Obviously, you have Vince McMahon, of course, but you look at GMs specifically. Everybody remembers you. Your character lives on forever. Um, and, you know, when you look back at your career, what are you most proud of after that many years in the business? I'm, I'm most proud of, of being still alive. That's number one. And the other thing that I'm proud of is that I'm able to be a part of this great organization, SWE. Uh, it was something, you know, I hadn't even really thought about it because after I came home for a while, you know, I had been on the road over 20-some years. And, man, after I came home and I stayed home for about two, three months, I mean, I, I finally realized what it meant to be home for a while. I didn't want to go nowhere, so I just wanted to do what I do right now, you know, just go to the gym, enjoy my life, go and do personal appearances, do Comic-Cons or whatever, you know, and just have a good rest of my lifetime. But, you know, just, I guess, you know, how God works, so he put me in touch with these people at SWE and – uh so I'm just glad to be a part of that. I'm, you know, at you know, at my age, I'm still around. I'm still able to do my thing, and I'm, and people are still, you know, will accept me, you know, to let me entertain them, and that's what I'm proud of. Yeah, absolutely, completely understand that, and you know, we're we're happy to have you still working in the business. And when you talk about SWE, you know, bringing in some new talent and giving the opportunity for new talent to arrive and thrive. Uh, what is some of the advice you'd give to somebody out there listening right now in ESPN San Antonio that wants to be uh, part of the limelight and be a wrestler or be a referee or go into announcing? What is that advice from Teddy Long? Well, my advice to you is to uh, make sure this is what you really want to do. You know, a lot of times, uh, a lot of guys and girls, you know, they, they see this on TV and they're like, oh, God, that's great. That's great. That's what I want to do. And then sometimes when they come to the training center and they step into that ring and they start taking bumps and they see, you know, oh, wait a minute, you know, that hurt, you know. So, you know, sometimes that, you know, throws them off when they said, oh, I thought this was, you know, fake and I, didn't, I don't want to do this. I'll get hurt. So then that's the person that you need to step on out. But when you step in there and you get hurt, you take it like a man or you take it like a woman, however you want to take it. My advice to you is just, you know, do do whatever you're asked to do. You know what I mean? Just, you know, keep your ears open. Listen, do a lot of listening, especially to people that have been around for a while and people that can give you good advice. You got people going to give you some bad advice. But if you continue to stay around, you will finally figure out the bad from the good. So 
I just want to make sure that you're dedicated. Make this what you want to do because this calls for dedication. This calls for getting up, moving when you may not want to move, but you've got to move because it's all about this business. And if you love it, then you'll do whatever it, you know you got to do to make it work. All right. We just got a couple more minutes here with WWE Hall hey, of Famer I, and current uh, SWE. I want to, run I want to run something by you guys, too, you know, uh, you know, before we get going here. I wanted to also mention here in SD, SWE, you know, we got our women's division that's going to be starting. We got a lot of great divas coming in. You know, Malia Hasaka, she's going to be a part of that. Uh, Bert Vixen and uh, La Rosa Negro, you know, those are some of the girls that will be coming in. And also, we're going to be partnering with uh, Thunder Rosa. She, you know, she's the owner of Mission Pro Wrestling, we, so we're going to be using a lot of her talent. So our women's division is certainly going to be kicking off. And for people that don't have your tickets right now, you can go to SWFury.com, get your tickets. And let me give a shout-out to uh, Tom Lance, uh, James Beard, uh, uh, Lynn Denton, and uh, Bob Malden, you know what I mean? You know, guys that are working behind the scenes and guys that are making this stuff happen, I just want to let them know that I appreciate them and I want to let the fans know, too. You know, Rob Malden, one of the greatest announcers of all time. So, Tom, James, Adam, uh, Adam uh, Lynn Denton, these guys work. By, if I missed anybody, I'm sorry, but I still love you. All right, we're looking forward to seeing you here in San Antonio, November 7th, for SWE Fury tapings. WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long, thank you so much for joining us tonight on ESPN San Antonio, Down for the Count. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me, and hey, be looking out for my podcast that's going to be coming. It's called Hold On a Minute, Player. <laughs> All right. Have a great night. All right. Thank you. All right. How about that, Brandon? Hall of what Famer. An absolute legend. Uh, I I'll tell you, man, it's, uh, it's, it's very few and far between that I think I get excited and starstruck to interview these guys obviously we're blessed to be in a position where we get to interview these these uh these legends themselves whether they're legends in the making like drew mcintyre and thunder rosa or teddy long but man i mean you think about it uh i'm 24 years old dan teddy long has really i grew up with teddy long you know what i mean yep. that 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 was the gm so it's awesome to to hear him talk and conversate and it's hilarious that um, you know, Teddy Long did get a little nickname from his wife. Uh, so <laughs> saw the question there by Dan Cialano. I had to ask. I had to ask. And uh, if you want free tickets, free, yes, free, the best price for the November 7th SWE Fury shows, be caller five right now at 656 ESPN. That's 210 656 3776. Live pro wrestling in San Antonio featuring wrestling stars from SWE Fury TV and Mission Pro Wrestling, SWE. Fury National TV tapings Saturday, November 7th, 2020 with two tapings, 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. SWE Fury GM Teddy Long, special guest Kevin Sullivan and all the stars of SWE Fury and Mission Pro. For ticket info, go to SWEFury.com. Caller number five at 210-656-3776 to win a pair of tickets. Honestly, it's going to be an awesome event, man. I think anybody who gets these tickets, definitely, obviously, be safe when you're out there, but enjoy the show because, man, it is stacked, Dan. Absolutely. going to be fun. going to be, be fun. going to be a great there, time. There's no excuse. I, listen, there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of crazy things happening in the news next week, a lot of things that are going to be stressful. There's so much wrestling going on that there is no excuse to get caught up in anything negative. There's so much positive wrestling, so many great people like Teddy Long, so many great organizations like SWE Fury doing great stuff. A lot of talented people there. This is the great time of wrestling. I think we're entering 
I'm going to say this, Brandon. I think we are entering a new golden age of wrestling, and I think Texas wow. is one of the leaders of this new golden age. All right. Well, you heard it here first with Dan Cialana. I completely agree. I think, you know, baseball is done now. The Dodgers are World Series champs. The Lakers are NBA nah. champs. The NFL is continuing right now. If you're looking for another sport, if you're you are just bored from Tuesday to Wednesday, Saturdays and Fridays, listen, we got you covered. Go watch wrestling because it is better than everything you like. Isn't that correct, Dan Cialana? Yeah, quit your job and watch wrestling. Uh, your job probably okay. doesn't appreciate you. Uh, go on welfare, watch wrestling. You'll have a happier life, I promise. There you go, Dan Cialana, giving you uh, wise words, if you will. Um, yes, secrets to my success. Yes, yeah, secrets to Dan Cialana's success. Um, and if you don't believe wrestling can bring and burden success, understand that uh, we are two grown adults talking wrestling on ESPN San Antonio. Clearly, we are heroes to many, Dan. I may not be a hero to Teddy Long. Do you think I offended him with that question? It's something I heard. I don't think you did. I heard. I mean, it was my journalistic duty to ask him that. And I kept it clean. I kept it subtle for the radio. Ask him how he got his nickname, Teddy Long. He said that his wife gave him it. And also it means that it is a long, a long time that they've been together. So Teddy Long, man, what a legend. Um, you know, following up now, Dan, we only have a, couple, we only have a minute or so. Halloween's coming up, Dan. Are you going to be dressing up? And if so, what are you dressing up as? Uh, well, my life, I, I'm already scary enough. I already frightened myself enough that I don't need to uh, wear a costume. You're not I know James Pledger. James on. Pledger out in the uh, gorilla position there at ESPN San Antonio. I know he'll be out and about on Saturday nights doing whatever he's doing. I think he's going to be, uh, do you remember uh, Mr. Goodbody? Did they have Mr. Goodbody here in Texas? I yeah, don't Mr. Know. Good. It was a, he, he would dress up in a full body like a uh, spandex suit that had all the body parts. Well, most of them to teach kids about anatomy. Most I think that's what James Pledger is going to dress up as for Sounds science. Good. That's what I'm talking about, James. Go get your Mr. Body on, baby. I'm going to be dressing up over here. I'm going to be uh, definitely at home, however, hopefully passing out candies with a little grabber and stuff so we're socially distancing. Uh, but with everything, man, uh, have a safe and wonderful Halloween. Uh, once again, big thank you to the legend himself, Teddy Long. Thank you for joining us. We know sometimes, uh, you know, you have other plans, but you like to talk wrestling with us. So that's been great. Dan, another great show in the books, brother. I cannot wait for another great interview just like Teddy Long. Follow Down for the Count on Twitter at DFTC Podcast.